So today I'm joined by Cameron Greaterex. Is that is that right? Uh, Correct. From, from Gearex, or the, the founder of Gearex. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Luke. So, uh, how did you get into uh, electromagnetic engineering? Well, would you classify it as that? Okay, so uh, I, I'm not a electro uh, engineer. Electrical engineer uh, by trade. I'm actually a technical product designer in machine and system construction. That's my background. Um, yeah, I was I've, I was first connected with the automotive industry back in 2001. Um, I, yeah, pursued a career with uh, in, in um, mechanics and mechatronics, and I think that that just even prior to that, I had. Uh, uh, interest in everything from you know tinkering electronics um, so yeah but over time um, so first first I was involved with the automotive industry then I left the automotive industry in 2008 and uh, during the recession uh, the global recession and I moved into environmental science studied environmental science and uh, industrial design and then I moved to Germany, uh, Berlin, Germany. And yeah, I just really solidified a lot of my previous experience into uh, basically an industry-wide uh, qualification. So I can basically be put to use in any menu, anywhere where anything is made. So, um, but uh, yeah. That sounds like a very I don't know, useful skill set to have, really. You seem like you're quite, I don't know, multifaceted and, I don't know, you could, you could do a oh, bit of everything sure. by the sounds of it. I, I love, I build houses, I have cars, um, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, devices. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm an avid 3D printer. I actually designed my own business, my own agile business. So mm -hmm. I wanted a, a platform where I could combine all my mm, skill sets, you know, in design, um, even just professional consultation and design. So um, working one-on-one -on -one with uh, high-level customers. I've, I've printed for the federal, uh, oh, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I've, I've printed for for some very special people, um, mm -hmm. for some very special events. And, uh, but really, uh, yeah, I guess I built, I built a, um, a company kind of embodied all of my skills and, and capabilities um, and with the ability to change very quickly. Um, so it has a lot of agility. I can change my offering overnight, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I just wanted to leverage the technology, so additive manufacturing to, to the best of its um, ability. And then, yeah, and that also rolled over into to GearX as well. So um, oh, yeah. When did you start GearX? <laughs> When did I start? Um, so I think the, the core idea, or if we're talking about the core idea, it's then, okay, so um, it really it really started in 2008. So when I, as I started studying, um, that was when I really started questioning all facets of um, global development. So global development was, was also part of my um, uh, academia. And uh, I really just asked, the big questions like you know what core resource or what just failed what just went bang mm -hmm. 
so as far as we knew the the you know, the, the economic bubble in the us popped from poor loans or, or bad uh, lending uh policy so okay um how do you you know how, how do you make the, the money markets more stable so i started thinking about designs uh, like system designs to to improve that um energy uh, with uh, so environmental uh awareness so um, climate change was becoming a more um vocal topic i wanted to you know in the beginning i thought what if i'm just being sold something new here you know this doesn't this doesn't work anymore you need this so and i thought you know what go to university learn about it in depth uh, or, or to some degree and um, quantify it and while i was doing that so yeah design and my creativity really came to life that's why i shifted into industrial design so and it was during this time that i started investigating alternative uh, energy so first clean energy and alternative um, clean energy and just by chance i tripped over a a live demo at um uh, uh it was a it was a demonstration at the uh i think it was it's either Delft or eindhoven so the professor who was there is from eindhoven but he was presenting it with muama yildiz at delft yes so in this demo um, video, it's actually included in the, the GearX uh, video, uh, the, the full version, I think even maybe the short version, um, but the full version I made for Elon Musk. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I saw this electric, well, sorry, this magnet motor being presented, uh, demonstrated um, to the faculty, to the, the, um, the electric uh, engineering faculty. And my first instinct was, well, but my second instinct was also bullshit. So I could not, I could not accept it straight off the bat. I thought I did all the, the same loops. I, I went through all the same loops and, and thought processes that everybody thinks when they think about magnetic technology. I think even the, the wiki says magnet motors are fast, do not work, cannot work. But if you actually read the wiki, it, they basically... Um, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're more than okay. welcome to swear. <laughs> okay. No, they basically they basically basically quote the second law and fuck off. So that's all mm. they do in the wiki. And um, I don't know who wrote it, um, but no, it is a very um, very brief uh, take on on uh, some of the the people who have been involved in mag magnetic tech. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but so it took me a very long time to accept this, and I chewed on it, and I chewed on it. Um, I think my mind started building Gear X for the first iteration of Gear X or what I thought it would look like. Uh, it was like uh, something in, in the fog in the distance of my mind and slowly over time getting, I got closer to it and closer to it. And then, you know, there are times when I was, I, I saw myself in my mind walking around it, scaling it up, you know, swapping it out, you know, going to a power station, swapping out a conventional um, generator and putting putting a, a GearX um, iteration in all of this, and it was only really, um, I think, the moment that really solidified it all was uh, well, it's a, it was a couple of things. First, three D printing. Um, a colleague one afternoon, um, even though I'd been exposed to it once or twice, a colleague mentioned that his son had just bought a three D printer, and I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, you guys must be doing pretty well." He says, what are you talking about? It was like 300 bucks. I went, 
shit. And I went home and bought a printer. I think I had ordered a printer before I even got on the train to get home that afternoon. So, and then, and then I was off. I had a CAD license to work with. Um, uh, I think actually, no, first I had a, just, a, um, um, I did a lot of uh, mesh modeling. Uh, so I was just forming out the, sh the shape and, and we're trying to, trying to um, communicate elements uh, mm -hmm. straight out, straight out the bat, but yeah. it was like a kid trying to learn how to talk. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, as I moved more into CAD and got more, got trained in CAD. Um, Inventor is my favorite go-to CAD program. Um, it's not a, it's not a, um, <laughs> a shell for 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 uh, Autodesk, but really, uh, Autodesk Inventor just it just works for me. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own flavor, but it's uh, works for me. Uh, and yeah, and then I just started bumping out iterations, just uh, started building a chassis, and then uh, the stator and the rotor, mm -hmm. and then started looking into how, how am I going to, well, one, if I when when I do figure out a, a, a magnetic drive, how do I integrate that? And then, so I basically started making placeholders and, or blocking out systems, which bit by bit, I've just been chipping it away, um, away at ever since the moment that I really solidified gear X into, you know, an open design, um, like an offering, was in 2019 with when I, uh, my wife and I learned what well, we were expecting our son Maximus and he uh, was only in the last two months before he arrived, um, he passed. And uh, that was a moment for me that uh, something, I think my inhibitions were lifted. I, I stopped being uh, so uh, afraid of failing um, and I went for it and I, uh, you know, I, I did the film uh, two weeks after he passed. Um, like I said, I, I, I didn't, don't know how I managed that, but I did. But I think in the background, I think it was knowing that if if we could get GearX into a platform like a Tesla or um, into maybe a, a, a space platform, say a satellite, or um, uh, get a get a use case, uh, a, a solid business case, and a development team ready to to really push it um or incubate incubate the design um it would have massive potential and uh and i think in the back knowing that elon had also lost the son um uh during uh his first marriage first marriage and I, I just thought there was something there that i could identify with mm -hmm. and uh so yeah so i really went for it and I held off a while on using going to open design. Uh, so I didn't put up all the STLs um, uh, online, which you can at any time. You can go to gearx.org and download them and tinker with them, do whatever you want with them. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it was, I did this, launched the, launched the film, started spamming Twitter about it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but over a couple of months, I just went, you know what, just let it go. Just get, just put it out there. You never know. Cause you can, you never really know where talent, I say it in the film, you don't know where talent is hiding. You don't want, don't know what projects people are working on. They might see it and go, oh, that's exactly what I've been waiting for. 
um, I can get into that and, or I'm already so far in system X and mm -hmm. I can apply that. And that was the whole, that's always been the whole goal. It's never been, uh, sure. It'd be great to have it in a platform. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I think it, it, because it, it, it's actually not that crazy because, you know, if you think machines having vision isn't crazy, machines having intelligence isn't crazy. Uh, I think machines having a heartbeat isn't crazy um, and uh, we still have a long way to go um, but there was one thing there was one thing that really drove it to a level that is um, really quite profound and uh, I, I weighed it after we lost our son uh, just by chance uh, I, I weighed the, the the first test bench that I ever made and without a word of a lie it was I think was off by about two grams. So mm -hmm. lost a son, giving birth to, I'm um, giving birth to a technology in some shape or form. Don't really know where, where it will end up, but mm -hmm. you know, so uh, it was kind of like a message in a bottle for me. So that really uh, yeah. is really unique. Maybe a little bit too much for some people. It was too mm -hmm. much for Elon because I, I actually got to meet Elon uh, this year in May. Yeah. And I got to give him the first uh, test bench um, at, at Giga Berlin. And I, wa I really wanted to tell him, uh, but uh, I didn't want him to feel emotionally manipulated or, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I just basically said, hey, I'm me, I'm doing this. I'm going to put it in a Tesla one day. You're welcome. And <laughs> I don't think he really liked that, but I didn't think there no. was any <laughs> other way. There was, there was no way to, it was a, a, a it was a catch 22 right yeah, either tell him hey yeah yeah so tell him hey th this is an effigy that just so happens to weigh the same as my dead son and i heard you mm -hmm. got a dead son so let's uh, let's be friends yeah. no the world well, does not work like that so yeah. um but i really do would like mm -hmm. to uh, i'm just going to keep going well, the community as well um mm -hmm. yeah and we'll we'll get there yeah i must say it is really quite inspiring that you've taken a moment of hardship and you've turned it into something to motivate you further to pursue what you, you want to pursue to pursue your dreams to pursue new technologies and I mean I, I first became aware of GearX after seeing a tweet that you'd sent in response to I think one of Elon Musk's tweets or one of the Tesla tweets um, and mm. after literally clicking through checking out GearX I, I saw that it's quite a Personally, I think it's quite a revolutionary technology, something that the capabilities for would be, I don't know, mad. I think, it, to my understanding, mm. the, what GearX Mark 1 is, it, it's a generator which doesn't need any external, like, it, it doesn't need an input of energy for it to generate energy, if that makes sense. So you don't... Yeah, with the, to, to, like, to kick it off, you will. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I think to kick it off, you will, but, apart, but once the... Um, you're basically cycling flux. Um, I think this, once we get into the technical details, but you you start cycling flux uh, or mo like multiple uh, magnetic fields. Um, yeah, the, to the best of our uh, knowledge, uh, just funky stuff starts happening because this mm. is, um, you know, it, so force is not energy. So force is the presence of energy. Um, but, uh, so two magnets, for example, um, when they're 
you know, not close together, they're fine, they're just, they're in um, equilibrium. But as you get them closer together and their fields interact with one another, they actually cycle. And mm -hmm. the cycling is a form of, you know, form of energy. And actually, when you get them close enough or the, the, the field is strong enough, they, they accelerate to one another. So mm -hmm. they're, um, so their mass must temporarily increase because they're accelerating until, again, they reach equilibrium. So finding that sweet spot to bring them into um, an imbalanced state, um, cut that off uh, or mm -hmm. shield that. I think uh, magnetic shielding uh, may be part of the, the magnetic drive design. Um, uh, and then... Uh, yeah, so that, that's that's just drive. And then you can also do more in the coil department, um, which I learned from uh, uh, infinitysav.com. Mm -hmm. um, they are a, uh, they're a duo uh, based in South Korea. Uh, they, uh, if you ever watch, so if you ever go to a Vimeo, GearX Vimeo. Yeah, account, I've watched them uh, all, don't worry. You have? I've done my research here, yeah. Okay, good man. Um, yeah, so these two, they're doing, they're using bifilo coils in mm -hmm. a, and again, in an oscillating field. And they're basically closing, closing coils or uh, making uh, magnetic coils that are drawing uh, a, the, 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 ro the rotor into the, the peak, uh, peak point in the cycle, flipping mm -hmm. it or, or inverting the coil into, um, or uh, uh, let me just make sure I got this right. They're they bring it into the field, inducing a current, um, and at the peak releasing it, and they're blocking back EMF. So, um, so um, I'm not sure if this is this is enough information, but yeah, basically they they're using coils in a, in two way more than one. I think they when I say bifilar, I think they're using steel and copper in their coils. Mm -hmm. So they can make a magnet, um, a, a relatively strong magnet, and then a, um, a quite effective um, induction coil at the same time when it's uh, uh, when it's switched over. So mm -hmm. that also is also a design consideration that I'd like to bring into, which gives more uh, would give more torque and so and so on. So mm -hmm. it's not just a one one pronged approach; it's a multiple. Yeah, it's looking yeah. at how different the people or companies are looking at how using a similar laws or properties and trying to apply that into their work or their devices. And so I think my relatively simplistic understanding of how what the Gear X Mark I works is what you've got an inner orb coated in magnets held inside, a, held inside a shell. Does it's that have yep. magnets mm -hmm. inside as well? And they propel against each other which causes it to spin. And yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, so the stator, the, the shell that you're talking about, that there's no magnets. In, well, if these coils, sure, in the correct configuration, will, can have a, uh, a magnetic, uh, can be turned into electromagnetic coils. Um, mm -hmm. But that that's purely, well, for now, it is uh, just in terms of just a test level, we're not we're, we're super early, and it's it's we're not nowhere close to actually getting bifilar coils in mm -hmm. uh, software to control that as well, and so on. But right now, that yeah, that drum in the middle is just a rotor, and then outside is your stator, and it's really our goal is to get uh, in the center of the rotor. There's a, a drive ring 
um, which is going to be the it's a plate that's a placeholder at the moment, and it's got a drive drawer also a placeholder um, to to yeah to to drive the rotor. Um, everything's subject to change, and <laughs> to be honest, it is it is the last uh, thing. It is the last goal on our list. We have so many uh object well milestones um i think if you've seen the videos the frictionless magnetic coupling between stator mm -hmm. and rotor is a big one you know we're trying yeah. to get rid of we're trying to get basically to zero mechanical or you know physical mechanical friction uh granted you know magnetic flux could be counted as as uh, mechanical friction um, but we're trying to get that down to zero so you literally mm -hmm. have a floating rotor that has zero contact zero contact to the stator um mm. which is it's taking a very long time because i'm the one yeah. who's who really wants it and i'm pushing it um but the other in the meantime i'm having regular science meetings actually my my, my chief science science uh, officer uh frank quant who is a um uh quantum physicist mm -hmm. uh, i uh was hoping he, he could be here tonight but i think he's it was too last minute um yeah. Oh, he has just messaged me. Let me see what he said. Um, no, he can't join. But he and I, we're talking, we're meeting regularly. We're honing mm -hmm. in our approach on modeling. So magnetic uh, 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 field modeling so that we can start to model our, our, our um, designs more effectively and maybe speed up development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how much energy would you say a GearX, be it Mark 1 or any of the devices, would it be potentially capable at the moment of generating or in the future capable of generating? And could you potentially conceptualize that in like light bulbs or in phone form? Because I think, don't get me wrong, there will be people who understand all the, yes, it produces this many volts and what have you, but I think it's better to be, I don't know, conceptualize it for the average person in, yeah, it can power so many light bulbs or charge your phone. So. Yep. So this design, this current design is designed to um, only handle up to, uh, so six watts, mm -hmm. uh, which is, so it's meant to be a desktop generator. So literally something that you can just plug your phone into. And um, yeah, it's more, it's kind of like a, a proof of concept. It's also, a, it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. if, um, you don't want, uh, I'd, I'd like people as, as young as possible to get involved with this project. And if this thing's pumping out 12 volts, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a no-go. Um, mm -hmm. But right now, the magic number that we are putting out is zero. Um, mm -hmm. It's, uh, but don't let that, dis don't let that uh, 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 dissuade anybody because everything that we're doing now is all relevant. It's exciting. There's so mm -hmm. much that needs to be done. There's so much um, input that this thing could take. Um, but the mm -hmm. ultimate goal is, uh, so this, the, the printable platform and itself is really designed for, so at a hobby level and you could take that as far as it's really heat dependent and material dependent what you print with um i think you could um, get close to i think you could get to nine i think you get get to nine a nine volt so uh whatever that what are we talking 50 watts um so what is it? um i say uh yeah so but the ultimate goal is uh 100, 120, was it 120, 150 watts? So something for a, a car. So a car 12 volt system would be ideal. Mm -hmm. So 60 hertz, 12 volts. Yeah. 
Um, well, so would this be inside the car or would it be more like a charging station type thing where you'd go over and plug it into this Mark 1 or what have you? Um, well, both. Eh? I mean, for, for in the 12-volt the system, I really like to isolate uh, the 12-volt system because uh, integrating high-volt uh, high systems into low-voltage systems is a pain in the ass. So mm -hmm. if you can separate them and uh, make the so literally give give the the, the car a heartbeat in, it, in in a sense that you can enter it whenever you need, you don't have to worry about charge levels in your your, your primary uh, mm -hmm. or that's technically it's a secondary battery, but in your primary drive battery or your high voltage system, um, yeah, you, you're never going to worry about losing any connectivity. Mm -hmm. um, say during breakdown for example uh um what else um yeah and i think it's also reduced load you know because you're not topping up your 12 volt system from your high voltage system all the time uh you have less cycling and you're not you're not siphoning so much from your high voltage so there's that aspect then there's the it's you know this is just i mean GearX is designed to scale because copper and magnets or scale. So, mm -hmm. um, or if not magnets, magnetic field scale. So, um, the ultimate goal um, is, is several things. It's one, it's we're printing, or, or sure, it could still be printed, but with more um, permanent materials or more durable materials like aluminium, mm -hmm. um, or even going all the way up to, to casting options or cast, casted options. Um, for yeah, installations, you know, something in your basement that can mm -hmm. run up to uh, maybe, um, uh, let's say, I think maybe kilowatt is maybe a bit much, probably looking about the, something the size of your washing machine, maybe even mm -hmm. bigger. Um, but, you know, that all depends on how, how much time and effort is put into this. Um, yeah. And uh, so there's that. And then, yeah, uh, power stations, sure, absolutely. Uh, I don't see why not why that isn't possible, and then but yeah, really want a a, a, a design that is agile, flexible. You can iterate on it, and it can um, like an or organic design really um, mm -hmm. that continues to grow. And Mars baby, you know, if we yeah. can be the be a, a, either a backup system, solar. I'm also a big mm -hmm. fan of solar, um, but also you know Mars. They getting to Mars. That's not easy, but that's the easy bit. It's staying yeah. there. That's the hard bit. Yeah. And if anything yeah. goes wrong, including losing your primary power source, you need a plan B. And that's where something like GearX comes in. You've got yeah. a, a design that is portable. You just send the hardware pack when in advance when the team goes. And if at any stage there's downtime and missions or... Um, even if there's a plan to deploy it and to test it, um, the hardware is there. You print print the gear, you assemble it, you get it up and running, and you're good to go. So, um, mm. and yeah, uh, also a satellite platform as well. So using okay. a dual rotor, you need opposing um, um, centrifugal forces um, to because you don't want your your satellite to spin, obviously. Yeah. So uh, a dual rotor system. Something as small as compact, um, and bringing your um, your power plant on board makes your your satellite more durable as well. And so, mm -hmm. space is getting louder by the minute. Yeah. If you can make your your um, satellite platform platforms more durable, 
you can extend the life of missions. You can go to more rowdier parts of space. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's really meant to be used anywhere, um, mm. underground. Yeah, anywhere. That's what, that's what I mean by how saying it's such a, I don't know, revolutionary technology in that it could enable the establishment of Martian or moon civilizations and enable so much more to be done for the human civilization. Um, I think. And it's clean. Exactly. It, you don't yeah. have to burn anything. All you have to do is get this thing spinning and yeah. it, it does the rest. Um, I think, what is it, 3D printed technologies, I think they are the future, um, especially like just to name off a few things that can be 3D printed, you can print it off what, food, human tissue, organs, uh, like prosthetics, clothing, cars, homes, weapons, robots, it's, and now energy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly mind-blowing, if I'm honest. Yeah. We have to get there. We're, we're, we're aiming there, but we will get there. Um, I need mm -hmm. to be clear on that. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up that they can mm -hmm. just log on to our site, download our, our uh, SCLs or our 3D files and think, yeah, I'm good to go. This mm -hmm. is this is a design that is in development and uh, it's, yeah, growing, changing, being tested every day. Um, mm -hmm. I play with, I play, well, play. I test and iterate on my, on my test bench um, at least at least once a week. Mm -hmm. um, it really depends on uh, what my schedule is like. Um, I have a very grueling schedule, a lot of um, demands, and I think it, and it's about to get a lot more demanding, but mm -hmm. I, I touch a GearX at least once a week. And mm -hmm. anybody who can match that, um, they are doing they're doing their part uh, as, mm -hmm. as, as good as anyone. That's all it takes. Yeah. But it's just the starting point. Yeah. Would it mean... Uh, is it open source, as you say, where you can download it yourselves and have a little fiddle, see if you can be improve on it or maybe just customize it in a sense? I think that will just enable even more development to happen quicker as opposed to, you see, big tech companies or just normal tech companies keeping it all in-house, trying to develop on their own, allowing other people, be it from different places in the world or from different scientific or technological backgrounds it enables just different thought processes because people have their own um, way of dealing with problems and might think in a different way and might think of something you, you haven't thought of and it's just that nature of collaboration is mm. again quite inspiring because I don't know I think things can be done better when you're working with other people there's a, I mean don't get me wrong there's nothing I've got nothing against individuality and doing stuff on your own but Sometimes well, if you share a workload between two people, then that workload becomes a bit easier and you can get, again, different ideas, come to a, uh, well, a consensus and a conclusion and truly just bounce off one another. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Creative Commons. Um, uh, so the framework for the Creative Commons was originally mm -hmm. made, made for open source for um, just for code and um but now, I mean, you can apply it to anything, but design, so open design is, um, you know, there's, a, 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 I think what inspired me even back in 2008, nine or nine, there was a mechanical uh, engineer who made an open source um, farm, like agricultural um, appliance um, uh, website. So basically any hardware that you find on a farm, He's made an mm -hmm. open source version that you can download, build your own, and make your own farm. 
gear mm-hmm. and that, i just went okay well if you could do a whole farm uh why not why not just one design it's uh, uh and i think also tesla as well the their uh, more or less went uh, open design they put all the uh, platform designs up um i think it, they, they're still available um and it's not the only thing that they have uh, available um i haven't actually mm-hmm. looked but they're very uh, gracious when it comes to sharing things that they think have uh, great potential and this is what it's about if if this isn't this for me is not about money um mm-hmm. sure down the track licensing to to build more industrial um purpose-built solutions uh, may be uh, possible but there's a there's a lot of work and um, we're talking you know company level amounts of works to to mm-hmm. to achieve this goal so anybody who wants to uh, pursue that go for it um uh, but you you know you have to own the process and um and uh do it justice and not just mm-hmm. um just have a have a go so to say so yeah. until that day comes um yeah if for now it's just share it learn from it talk about it um yeah even just try to build one doesn't matter mm-hmm. how far you get try get as far as you can and it might just it might sit in the corner in your room or in your office space for a year, but it, it does not matter. The point is that um, you might have got gone out and got yourself a 3D printer for the first time and experienced the. Um, it's it's really an empowering technology to have uh, around you instead mm-hmm. of thinking, oh, I, I should jump onto Amazon and or eBay, whatever, and buy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just jump into CAD. Some designs I bump out in five, ten minutes. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Send the printer. It'll be ready in a couple of hours. There's my, mm-hmm. you know, use my brain and and maybe two, well, maybe five cents of power and and maybe and or fifty cents of power and two cents mm-hmm. of, of of plastic to fix a problem. That's that's really cool. So yeah, but I can yeah. I envisage a world where three D printers are used to produce pretty much everything where each home has their own yeah it could be a reason quite a, it has to be quite a sizable 3d printer similar to like a shower maybe a shower size where it's big mm. enough to print like you could print furniture print food literally anything that you'd need you could potentially print it in your whole in your own house so if something breaks there yeah, i'll just get it printed and i don't know it's i think that would truly um empower people even more as opposed to having to rely on going to the shops for everything ordering everything off amazon what have you if they could literally go oh i need this i need that let's just type it in code it into my um 3d printer and then buy it later today or buy tomorrow it'll be printed and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, or even as a local service i think it, it mm-hmm. is is um, as flexible and as powerful as, as this technology is, once you're getting into multi-material printing, mm-hmm. um, where you're combining several uh, materials into one um, homologous unit, um, yeah, it's uh, it can it can be quite technical. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, even in the in the after, so once you so once you get it out, the post-processing process can be uh, complex, particularly when you have integrated circuits and stuff like that, which is slowly happening. So, mm-hmm. um, integrated wiring, three uh, they printed circuits embedded in and printed um, you know, chassis or, or 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 shells of things. Mm. It's all it's all happening. Um, 
so but yeah i could definitely see even as i mean uh, i think it was either ikea or even your local the local hardware stores here in berlin you can go mm -hmm. there and 3d print with them um they have a service provider mm -hmm. but yeah i think right now it's just very it's the form factor is quite small it's mm -hmm. maybe a little bit on the expensive side the the quality that you get and the level of professionalism is you know is great but mm -hmm. um once people start to want bigger things, um, you know, housing, I think the 3D printing housing market uh, is, is, is starting to really take off now. And mm -hmm. that's, I've, I saw that over 10 years ago. So it's been, yeah. it's been slowly smoldering away for at least 10 years. And it's really now that it's starting to hum, particularly in the UAE, um, mm -hmm. the US, I think I've seen some in the UK and the EU. Uh, so that is, that's something. And then once that starts to roll on into, um, you know, like you're saying, for printed furniture. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see more of these services um, uh, more available, more cost-effective. Um, um, but the big boys, the big, the big 3D printers right now, like a, a big rep, um, also a Berlin company, big reps. Um, yeah, one of the biggest ones. You know, we're talking about 200 grand. It's like mm. 200,000 euros, and you can print big stuff. Don't get me wrong, but you've got to print a lot of tables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's uh yeah but you have to print thousands of chairs to make this uh a viable process or or a business so yeah. you know if um the, the 3d construction as you're saying I've, I've done a bit of research into that and i think it was priced up you can get a construction 3d printer for mm -hmm. you're saying like 200 grand um mm -hmm. which again if you print in you can print maybe a house in a day or the structure of a house via it might not be a massive house, but it'll be big enough for someone to live in. You could print one mm. of them in a day. And I think it could 3D construction could be a viable option for providing social housing and housing people who are be it, uh, homeless. Because mm. even like, that's, that's the thing with technology, the first applications normally come with the military. So the US military has been printing, 3D printing by army barracks. Yet they've got what well, a, a sizable homeless population, and so mm, does the mm. UK. And mm. if you're able to print these this accommodation for people, where the costs the costs on labour are significantly less than traditional construction, I think that is one of the reasons why 3D printing construction has been smoldering away, as you say, because it's there's a legacy industry in the construction, and that if 3D printing construction becomes uh, widespread and adopted by every be it construction business in the world, then there's going to be a lot of builders and a lot of uh, tradespeople who will be go out of work or lose a lot of their jobs, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm a big supporter of universal basic income, because with the automation, uh, with artificial intelligence, with all these other developments in technology, there'll be more and more occupations that will just be redundant, that will be done either better or cheaper, by robots, and as it's, I think it's a bitter pill to swallow. The uh, bitter uh, pill to swallow, even. Um, but I don't know. I think there's plenty of stuff that can be done to, I don't know, facilitate um, the transition from this what production-based uh, economy that I don't know we, as human beings, find ourselves into a more of a potentially a leisure-based economy where we're spending more time with our friends or family and actually doing the things we want to do, pursuing 
uh, the ideas we want to pursue as opposed to... Like Eric's. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to just mm. being a, a cogging machine. Just... Yeah. yeah. I think... Um, uh, I'm not sure how many more questions you have, but um, just mm -hmm. to, there, there have been um, many more. There have been many situations in the past where something a technological breakthrough has come through, and everybody, I think it's like the printing press, was mm -hmm. it? Oh no, the typewriter. That oh my god, you know we've got typewriters. You know you're never going to sell another pen again in your life. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know all the all the ink. People, people who made ink uh, pots or or uh, ink-based pens or thought that, you know, that it was over. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting, sitting behind a, probably a 5,000-euro computer and I still have a pen right in front of me. So mm -hmm. um, it's hard to predict, you know, just how how hard that, that um, severance is to, to a process. But at the same time, uh, there's there's always an opportunity i think it really starts with pursuing your dreams Pursue, mm -hmm. like um you know, gear x for me i actually when i first you know really really started to investigate gear x and it started to really have started to um i started to connect with it let's say um as an idea i thought oh god don't please don't make me do this this is this is a career killer you know mm -hmm. or um you know, I'd, if I'm a fool or if I'm being um, made a fool of here, um, just don't let it be me. And uh, I think that was something that really held me back. And I really, I really pushed the idea away for quite some time. And once I let go of some of, of my, um, you know, what is some of my inhibitions, like, and thought, you know what, let's do it. Even if I'm wrong, um, we're just going to try anyway. Um, and, and that is really an agile mindset, you know, mm -hmm. fail often or um, fail early, fail often, mm -hmm. learn something, move on. And uh, I try to take that agile mindset um, and, and apply that in all aspects of my life and business mm -hmm. and project management. And it's really, you know, it's a, fr it's, it's freedom. And you see big companies uh, successful, you know, these you know, Tesla, SpaceX, or I'm, 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 I'm not a, not a, don't get me wrong. I'm not an Elon fan. Mm -hmm. uh, I just can recognize that this company, you know, this, a lot of his companies have failed out loud. Um, mm -hmm. And that has inspired a lot of people to say, you know what, I'm just going to try to, I don't care whether I make it or not. I'm just going to mm -hmm. try. And it's, that's, yeah. that's, that's the things that you really control are just your decisions. And if you can, let go of what you th what you think is going to happen, how you want your life to go, or technology to go, or anything to go, and just decide to try. Um, mm -hmm. You can come to some really cool places, and um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a testament to that. So, well, I think yeah. that's a, a truly inspiring uh, message to end on. Is it pursue your dreams, and anything is possible. Absolutely, and it's it's everywhere. Uh, it's in mm -hmm. Disney movies. They're telling you, like, just let from Elsa, let it go. <laughs> I have a daughter; she's six years old. But yeah. you know, it's the the message is right in front of people's faces all the time, and it's very mm -hmm. hard to see it and take it seriously because in every one of us, there's there's a dream. Might seem a bit crazy, but if you let go and lean into it a little bit, and um, yeah. um if it's gonna, if, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you might actually. 
really enjoy the life that that you live as mm-hmm. um, or live a wonderful life because of it so exactly. and um yeah and if you don't do it you might regret not doing it oh that is for sure that is for sure um and one other thing now that i three Uh, I think my uh, my uh, one of my old school drives. I, I, sh- I should get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It hiccups every now and then and freezes my computer for a second. Um, awesome. uh, 3D printing got into art. Started moving my hands with a brush, and now I I make art for astronauts. So okay. the the I'm not sure if you saw that, but the Inspiration Four crew um, mm-hmm. all have a piece of my art now. I, I okay. made their mission Very patch cool. into a canvas and sent them one each and they love it um mm-hmm. and sarah sarah gillis from spacex she was the mm-hmm. i think she's the lead project uh lead uh not lead project engineer she's the lead um uh not lead control systems she's a she's a lead engineer and the lead operations engineer mm-hmm. uh, i just saw that she liked my post on linkedin and i just want oh I forgot about you. I'm going to make you one. So I'm going to make Sarah Gillis one. And mm. then the, the circle is complete. I'm also making mm. pieces for um, uh, uh, Thomas Pesquet, who's actually just mm-hmm. arrived home um, t- uh, this uh, yesterday or today, this morning. Yeah, so he's an astronaut. Um, uh, Kate Ludkin, who's a NASA astronaut who works in genetics. Um, and yeah, I'm so... And uh, so if I hadn't touched 3D printing and if I hadn't have let go and tr- tried some of these um, cool things uh, that uh, were perhaps a bit daunting, I wouldn't have had the chance to do and experience all the cool things um, and contribute. It's really about contributing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of cool things to come in the future, especially uh, for yourself considering you know this this project with GearX and I've uh, seen this astronaut art you've been doing I'll have to go and check that out because I'm a, I'm a big fan of like space art and and what have you but I'll be sure to give that a check out but well, I'd like to say thank you for joining me really thanks for yeah, having it's me been a pleasure to speak to you you too